You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. Hello everyone, and welcome back to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. I am your reader, Carmen. We're doing it right this, this time, guys. Guys? Guys? Guys, get back in here! We're recording! Do we have to do this again? Gordy, stop hiding in the box. Come out. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> Come on. There is no incentive system in place for this whole show. I have Sour Patch Kids. We need a reward system. We do. Gordy brings up an excellent point. <laughs> We want Hi, I'm Tyler. <laughs> I'm Gordy. Tyler just said it. Also, Carmen said it. And then I said both of their names. We we do. We need revolution. The one the one percent. Wall Street. <laughs> so um, hiding behind your buzzwords. Uh, what what kind of incentives do you gentlemen want? Redistribution of wealth. Black Lives Matter. Socialism. Trickle down Reaganomics. Um, guys, your reward system is that I continue talking to you after the show. Is that a way to get out of this? <laughs> I want points that can be redeemed for bigger, better points. Just points for more points. Yeah. Which gets you more points? Yeah. That is very tempting. Like 8,000 bronze points gets me a silver. So you, you want basically video game... Level up system. Chivos! <laughs> Should do an achievement episode. Is it this one? I don't know. It might be. We'll see what kind of achievements we might unlock. Am I editing this one? Let's oh. not do it this time. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good project for next week. <laughs> um, okay. We need, we need personal scores that can be weighed against one another. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Already program us an app to keep track of that. Also, points that can be redeemed for Barnes & Noble gift cards. I'm going to be honest, I'm probably going to (laughs) win. Okay. If I'm going to write the app. (laughs) Um, Whether or not they're actually recognized at Barnes & Noble, we'll just have to try and convince them. Well, what if... I can hand draw you a gift card. What if we... Good for books. during (laughs) During the show this week, what if we pause the story... Or the discussion mm-hmm. at certain points, and we have challenges. And then we can earn points based on those. Okay. What kind of challenges do you have in mind? I... Because we tried this with the um, the cutthroat kitchen that was, style. And that, that was did... different. That I don't was... know what you're talking about. That was bidding. Um, I remember it, because it was the best week of my life. <laughs> but... Gordon got $11. We... we... I don't know. We'll think of we'll think of them as we go. I don't have this locked and ready to go. Gordy, preparation. Come it's on. Not really the name of the game. That's true. But what the name of the game is is folklore. That was a solid transition. Gordy gets <laughs> ten points out the door. <laughs> I saw the opening and I went for it. Ten what points? Ten mega points. What? <laughs> It, I don't know. It's a metric conversion. How, how do those translate to a three-tiered system? I think... Okay, ten bronze points. I think okay. a thousand of them equals a gigapoint. Okay. 
Are we doing which? How are we doing this? It's just metric. All right. I like your plan, which is to reward points whenever the fuck we feel like. <laughs> so whose line rules? Yeah. We're not keeping track of them, so you have an okay. arbitrary number of points. The only rule is that you can't give yourself points. Okay. Well, the thing that we're going to be rewarding points during is folklore. <laughs> All right. Yep. Can we take points away? No. I'm trying to get us back on track. I- I'm aware, but come on, man. Is folklore. Okay. So I'm going to read you to a folk tale. Where did we get it? From somewhere in the world. And uh, you have never heard this story before, so strap in. Normally you two have options. Uh, you have had those taken away from you again this week. That's why we're getting points instead. You use the qualifier usually. (laughs) So, our listener Dave Helfrich, sorry if I mispronounced your name, Helfrich or Helfrich, I'm going to go with the Helfrich, Mm -hmm. committing to that. So, Dave, that's your new name. It's two curses in one. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, that's your name now, Dave. Uh, First off, he called us lore keepers. Which makes me question how closely he listens to this show. But I think we've kept a lore or two. I think we're more lore leakers. <laughs> Is this the WikiLeaks or, or folklore? Or, or oozers. <laughs> lore lore gonna go oozers with, could be good. I was going to go with lore smashers, but it doesn't quite have the same ring to it as lore oozers. No, I feel like we are all like sticky and gross with folklore. <laughs> concede to that. It 20 just points kinda, to Tyler. It just kind of slops off of us. Um, Dave has recommended to us The Golden Crab, a story from the Yellow Book of the Andrew Long Collection, and also, according to Wikipedia, from Greece. Oh, alright. I don't think we have been to Greece in fairy tale land. Not as of yet. I don't think so. I think it's a good destination. We've danced around it. We have encircled it pretty well. It was uh, originally collected as Prinz Krebs by Bernhard Schmidt in his German words. Um, And then Andrew Long snatched that right up for his color-coded book collection. Sure. This one is Arne Thompson type 425D, which is The Search for the Lost Husband. The variant D is Vanished Husband Learned of by Keeping In. Variant D would be a really good rapper name. (laughs) What story are we reading? Or like a virus name. (laughs) We're reading The Golden Crab. Okay, I'm caught up. Alright, so Dave has promised us that this is right up our alley with the ridiculous all over the placeness. So we'll see if Dave can keep his word. You're on watch, Dave. He's a word keeper. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) We, We do really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, I thank you because I have read the story and I know what's in store. You guys might not thank Dave by the end of this. Oh boy. You ready? Let's do it. Why not? It's gonna happen anyway. The Golden Crab. Once there was a fisherman who had a wife and three children. Every morning he'd go out fishing and then when he finished he'd sell everything he caught to the king. One day he caught a... the market value of that. I don't know, whatever the king feels like paying. He's a king. Anything he caught? Yeah, all the fish he caught, he'd go sell to the king. But only seafood? He's not paying for, like, boot treasures? <laughs> I think mostly you get fish or boot. 
when you go fishing. At yeah. least according to media. TV. Yeah. <laughs> what if they're like jewel encrusted boots? Whose boots are those? <laughs> Why are they in the ocean? Uh, probably a prince or something. We'll find Just walked out there. One day we're going to find him. Wandered into the ocean. A friggin' folktale about the prince with the jeweled boots who loses them in the ocean. Uh, so one day he happened to catch a golden crab with his regular fish. And he put the crab aside on a high shelf in his cupboard because it was so beautiful. So I guess he wasn't going to sell that one to the king. Is that going to become a problem? I'm not sure that he has a contract to provide all things caught to king. Or if king is just best slash only customer hmm. like it goes to the king first because they've had a long time selling relationship and the king's like i just friggin love fish give me all of them <laughs> as many of those crabs as you can muster my man shove the perch in my face raw i don't care give me fish my blood is 82 percent mercury <laughs> <laughs> slowly turning into the silver surfer <laughs> Listen, man, I gotta get to space. <laughs> Fill me with that sweet, sweet mercury. It's the only way out. This world is dying. <laughs> I've seen the truth. Fish are full of adamantium, right? I need it in my bones. If you eat enough fish, you're bulletproof. <laughs> this is what I've heard. They do have scales. And you can also tell the temperature of anything. <laughs> <laughs> What useful powers. <laughs> it is if you're a chef. Stan Lee skipped right over that <laughs> Somehow. Silver Surfer doesn't bring that one up that often. It's not the occasional panel where he's just like, hey, 92 Celsius. <laughs> 92 on the nose. Um, so the old woman, the fisherman's wife, came in to clean the fish. And she lifted her dress so that her feet were visible while she was cleaning them. Kinky. Yeah. Then she hears a voice call out, Let down, let down thy petticoat that lets thy feet be seen. Oh man, somebody's shaming. Yeah. Wait, let down, oh, like cover? Yeah. Oh, okay. Those stanky feet needs cover. <laughs> I, I thought it was like, let down thy petticoat, girl. All the let way. Me. Let's just get that all the way down. Cover your feet, but uncover everything else. So the old woman turns around in surprise and sees that the golden crab is sitting there. So I guess it got off of the covered shelf. Just sitting there, staring, judging her bare feet. Her response is to say, what, you can speak, can you, you ridiculous crab? So... Not much of a comeback. She's not afraid of it. Yeah. She's mostly just annoyed because of what he'd said to her. Well, yeah. So she didn't it was want, rude. Yeah, she didn't want any, like, slut-shaming from a crab while she's just trying to do her job of cleaning the guts out of fish. <laughs> and maybe didn't want to have her petticoat all up in fish guts on the floor. Toes, that's fine. Uh, so she took the crab and placed him on a dish. Take that. Yeah. <laughs> very threatening gesture so her husband then comes home and sits down to dinner and then he hears the crab's voice saying give me some too who is this crab <laughs> he's very demanding yeah it doesn't want the environment to suit it exactly as far as feet coverage and food preparation so the the husband is surprised that he hears the crab speaking but gives him some food on i guess the same dish the wife put him on 
I don't know, it was very unclear what's going on in this moment. So, I guess they all finished dinner, because when the husband comes to take away the plate that the crab's dinner was on, he found the plate covered in gold. Yeah, I kind of thought. Like, pellets? Yeah, like, I guess maybe... Chunks? It pooped or vomited up gold. Well, they typically do. (laughs) Midas strikes again. Status quo. What won't Midas shove his finger up? (laughs) He's a curious boy. (laughs) He's out there just molesting gooses and crabs. It's a much darker version of that story. So as the same thing happened every night, the uh, fisherman begins to grow very fond of the crab. Well, yeah. It's his new best customer. So one day the crab says to the fisherman's wife that he wants her to go to the king and tell him that he wishes to marry the the king's youngest daughter. Wait, read what? One day the crab tells the fisherman's wife that he wants her to go to the king and tell the king that he, the crab, yeah. wants to marry the king's youngest daughter. Just making sure that I followed that. Yeah, we're, we're in a snake boy territory now. Mm-hmm. So the woman doesn't question this at all. She just goes straight to the king. And the king laughs a little. When she tells him the request. But he doesn't decline outright. <laughs> Let me hear this through. <laughs> because he is a prudent monarch, and he knew the crab was likely a prince in disguise. Did he? <laughs> Based on what? It's a gold crab he's that heard, wants to marry a princess. He's heard these stories before. He heard about his neighbor, Snake King. <laughs> and Frog King. Yeah. Like I guess the, at, at the annual king conference, they're like, "Oh my god, you would not believe what animal." I guess I'm there glad was a, that... there was a breaking newspaper a few weeks ago that said two birds were sucking on women's tits in the mountains <laughs> and turned into princes. <laughs> Be on the lookout. <laughs> they're still wandering. I think. I guess Don't I... they have no purpose. Don't they just like turn into princes and wander off? Well, Some they of, had castles in the mountain. Oh right, right, right. I guess I'm glad that somebody is rolling with the punches. <laughs> I know what kind of world I live in. <laughs> he's, right, he's, let's hear this out. He's made peace with it. This is the most woke king we've had yet. <laughs> so the king says that he will only give his daughter to the crab if the crab can build a wall in front of his castle that's much taller than his own tower, upon which all the flowers of the world must grow and bloom. <laughs> why? Fucking why? <laughs> I mean, I guess he likes flowers. And towers. No, he's got a tower. He wants a wall that's taller than his tower. Right. Which is going to block off all the light in the castle. Like, that's not going to be good for real estate value. It's, 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 it serves no purpose. <laughs> I guess it's protection. It's, not, no. It is a wall. Yeah. But it... It's still a wall. And it's an impressive wall. What's it made out of, though? Uh, apparently, Who knows? like... Dirt? Yes. Yeah. Just a mound? <laughs> yeah. It's an earthen mound with flowers growing in it? all the flowers have to survive on it, so... Maybe it's a very targeted kind of wall against a neighboring kingdom that just goes crazy for botany. <laughs> or, the whole army is allergic. <laughs> <laughs> he, he knows that the enemy king... Is allergic to something, but he doesn't. <laughs> but he doesn't know what. 
one of these pollens is sure to gain me a new Gotta land. Gotta cover all those bases. And so they're gonna buy a bunch of box fans and line them up against the wall <laughs> and just blow the pollen into the other kingdom. So the wife goes home and gives these instructions to the crab, and the crab gives her a golden rod and tells her to go tap the rod three times where the king wants his wall, and tomorrow morning the wall will be there. So she goes and does this, and it happens. So the woman then goes back to the king after he's got his new giant wall and said, hey, we did it. And the king says, well, that's cool, but I can't possibly give my daughter away unless the front of my pala- in front of my palace stands a garden with three fountains, one that spews gold, one that spews diamonds, and one that spews brilliance, which I think is just all the other precious what? gemstones. What? Brilliance. I think it's just other precious gems. Uh-huh. So these fountains, instead of water, need to be spewing... Fancy That's thing. the only way he can he can possibly part with his daughter. Look, King's got an enchanted prince crab on the hook, and he is going to get the weird ass shit that he put so in him. his wish book after <laughs> watching uh, King HGTV. Yeah. <laughs> so he has a wall with flowers. And he I, has he has three fountains. Yeah, in a garden. Are they connected? Are they interconnected? He's not do very. The, do the fountains feed the flowers? Uh, Diamonds. No, I don't think so. I think the fountains feed the king. Sure. I mean, I guess that makes some sense. If he is familiar with the previous stories, he would come up with whatever asinine thing he could possibly dream of. Right. To ask for. Because he's gonna get it. Right. So, you know, he's got a bargaining chip. He does. And he's going to milk that for all it's worth. And apparently this crab wants it enough to well, to go for it. Crab just has a golden magic rod that does things, so it's not like it's costing him anything. This is why the rich get richer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes through the whole golden rod thing again with the fisherman's wife. Um, and apparently these two things are the only things the king has ever wanted in his whole life because he doesn't have the third idea round out a rule of threes. Well, how do you top that? It's true. What what would you wish if you had all the flowers in the world on a wall and then also infinite money fountains? Spaceship. Okay. What you got whatever you want on this planet. Find a new one. <laughs> what, you want mine? Yeah. Two spaceships. <laughs> Suck it. I should have thought of that. <laughs> it was right there. For racing, obviously. <laughs> racing spaceships. 15 points to Tyler. Race ships. Yeah, that was a challenge. That was a mini challenge <laughs> right there. You guys remember that I said that the conversion rate was 8,000 bronze points for one silver point, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay, because Gordy has, what, 20? No, Gordy has 10. And I'm at 35 15. now? Yeah. Wait, you're at 35? Yeah, I got 20 for something. Oh, I don't remember that. I, th- I, th- I think it was lore oozers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was a, a good word we might, choice. We might have to pool our resources to get <laughs> to, to get a silver point. <laughs> this is like a phone game. I mean, you could buy more points, or you could accrue them very slowly. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I'm giving you them slowly because I need you trapped here for a good long while. You've seen my bookshelf of folklore, Damn right? It. So... Yeah, the king's out of ideas, so they just set the wedding for the next day. <laughs> nice of him to concede, I guess. Yeah. So then the crab gives this golden rod to the fisherman and tells him to go knock it on a certain mountain. And a man will come out and ask what you wish for and tell him that his master, the king, 
wants the golden garment that shines like the sun. Also, make him give me the queenly robes of gold and precious stones that are like flowery meadows, and bring those both to me. Oh, oh, and also, <laughs> bring me the golden cushion. Oh, BT dubs. Be a kitten. <laughs> Get me that cush. <laughs> so the fisherman does this, and the crab puts on the gold robe. I think he's still a crab. <laughs> I kind of imagine this as a man-sized gold robe just draped on a crab. Now you fucked up. <laughs> and then he sits on the gold cushion, because he's not going to walk. He's a crab. He'll right. forever. Yeah. And is thus conveyed to the palace. Is this crab wielding a knife? <laughs> By chance. <laughs> he's a nice... Well, he has his claws. Isn't that good enough? Yeah, a blue crab can take your finger straight off. Like, if you, if you make a blue crab mad... It's like two knives duct taped together. Yeah, but imagine if it was also holding a knife. <laughs> it's a three... It becomes a three-way... Uh... Grabby machine. Pronged attack. You grab, grab the, the limb with the claw, and a knife comes down. <laughs> cuts it right off. Like a guillotine. It's like a guillotine with a fist. Are you saying you don't believe that anyone would... If, Obey the orders of this crab without a knife? No, I just remembered that internet video where a crab was holding a knife. (laughs) (laughs) So this is how he's going to get married. Yeah, he's going to wear a gold robe and sit on a cushion, which I'm assuming someone is carrying for him. Presentation is important. It is. Uh, So when they get to the palace, he presents the other garment to his bride, and then they have the whole wedding situation. How does she feel? No one cares. <laughs> I don't think anyone has, I care. has consulted with her once in this whole story. This is the first time we've seen just, her. She's just looking around to see if this is a joke. Are we doing this? <laughs> this is a crab. Where are the camera's at, Dad? This is a golden crab on a golden cushion. So, um, once the wedding's over, the two of them get alone together. How was the reception, though? That was probably a big party. Who Did knows? they play Rock Lobster? What was their theme? That's offensive. He's a crab. <laughs> what were the colors? Uh, gold and all diamonds. And <laughs> gold and more gold. What time of year was it? What's What kind of... Is it a seasonal wedding? Was it a destination wedding? Totally destination. It was an at-home wedding. What was, was, like what was the catering like? What was the what were the flowers like? It's all walk, seafood. Walk me through the experience. It's just all seafood catering. Just all fish. Did a lot of the That's crabs, not offensive. Did a lot of the crabs family come for the for the wedding? Oh, that's probably sad. <laughs> Those pews are empty. Half the half the church is empty. It's just the fisherman and his wife and, <laughs> and the three kids. Fisherman had three kids, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, they they didn't do anything. Well, they're not loved anymore. Wait, are they there? Their new sibling, Gold Crab, his favorite sibling. So yeah, it's just. This family of five sitting in the crab's pew. Until a crack opens in the wall, and then thousands and thousands of crabs pour (laughs) in. And they fill the church, smothering the humans. (laughs) As was their plan all along. So, they're alone in their bedroom now. Mm -hmm. And the crab decides to fully introduce himself to the bride, and inform her that he is the son of the greatest king of the world. In the world. Greatest king, all the world. Who is who? No one cares. JC? Pause. <laughs> Challenge time. <laughs> who is the greatest king in all the world? Do you have any 
standouts from the kings we've read about? I'm collecting some in my brain, and I'm weighing I'm weighing them against one another so on on a, Anubis's scales. You're having a, a king a cage match <laughs> yeah. in your mind. In my brain. Now I'm stuck on Bone Saw from Spider Man because <laughs> he said cage match, but that's probably not right. Who's winning? You should go first so I can counter. Yeah, I know that's what you're waiting for. <laughs> because I because I hit you <laughs> with that with that one two rocket punch. <laughs> yeah. And now it's time for some vengeance. <laughs> I'm familiar with how you operate. Uh, greatest king in all the world is definitely, without a doubt. I mean I don't I don't want to say this, but he's the only one who is like sticking out of my brain, so that must be means something. Uh-huh. He, he is fighting to remain there, which is Presley. The king. The king. The king. That's a pretty good king. MJ was in there for a little bit. The king, king of pop. Yeah. That makes... He got uh, tossed. That also makes a lot of sense. I'm trying to remember sports kings. <laughs> was Jordan the king? He might no, as well LeBron James is the king. Who knows? I'm gonna say the kings of leon because i get more than one in there and surely surely all multiple of them, kings all of them added up they have to amount to something right probably mufasa is the right answer i don't that's you don't get my points thoughts. i can get yeah, points if i want to you can't spend points how long was he king mufasa yeah let's weigh his achievements Oh, he probably doesn't have many of those. No, what he did was segregate his kingdom. <laughs> Mufasa? Yeah. He's he said, just... animals I like, you live over here. Animals I don't, you live in the junkyard. <laughs> <laughs> he just I had think... a sweet, sweet voice. I'm pretty sure this uh, this theory has been, has been worked on before. I, I remember reading an article about... Um, probably a cracked article or a buzzfeed article about how the the lion king universe is a little bit horrifying how he basically created hoovervilles <laughs> for the he animals created a race war <laughs> he imposed ghettos on the hyenas essentially yeah scar is the real hero aside from truly the, the frater side part yeah and some of the stuff at the end probably how's triton he seems like a really bad king. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Triton is... He's not very observant, is he? <laughs> he's not. For a king? He's not observant, responsible, <laughs> or he's... empathetic to his subjects. And he's been letting this major threat live, like, on the outskirts of his kingdom. But it has challenge. to be that one, right? Because he's a crab. I don't know. Maybe the crabs don't have a lot of respect for King Triton. What's the crab's name in The Little Mermaid? Sebastian. That's not a crab. Isn't he a lobster? Is no, he a crab? I think he's, he's a, crab. a crab. Sebastian the crab. Crabs don't look like that. Why is he not flat? <laughs> Gordy, I... I'm looking up a I picture don't know. of Sebastian. Why is there a mermaid? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to break this to you gently. It was... That mermaid seemed to be the same size as the other mermaids. I call bullshit. That, that fish named Flounder was not, in fact, a flounder. Flotsam and Jetsam. Yeah, but I don't know any better. <laughs> are you just <laughs> saying names that you remember? Are, the, are, are those characters in The Little Mermaid? Yeah, yeah, they're the eels. Oh, it's been a long time. 
Sebastian. Although they Disney. look like moray eels, but they definitely have electricity. Well, he... she they they hang out with a witch, so <laughs> <laughs> they might have just gotten those powers. He is a crab. They He's a crab. Them. They stole them from lightning bugs too. Yeah, that is. Is that not a lobster? No, that's, no. that's a crab. Are you sure about this? Uh-huh. Yeah. Lobsters have the long tail. And well, face. Tail aside, I mean... And whiskers. <laughs> Cra- crabs all, crabs do not have that face either. I don't think anything under the sea has that face. You should write a sternly worded an, letter to he Disney. He an anthropomorphic monster. <laughs> so if, if crabs don't respect Triton, what's up with Sebastian? <laughs> Is he a race traitor? Does he have... <laughs> what? That's a good angle. On The Little Mermaid, Disney has... swinging a miss for Walt. They can still serve their king without respecting him. How many king servants have we read about that don't respect their monarchs at all? I think they all do. Don't they? What about... That's uh... why they keep doing the stupid shit that they do. I guess. I still think it's uh, royal gaslighting more than anything. So the real answer is Boney, right? Yeah, Boney's the best king. That's true. Okay, um, he's the son of the greatest king in the world, Boney, and enchanted to be a crab by day and a man by night. Mm-hmm. Also, he can... Just like Boney. Yeah. When it matters. Uh... Was Boney a crab? <laughs> he had crab features. Yeah, he, he did. Had, he had a crab claw. He had a crab claws. claw. Yeah. So there's, there's actually a surprising <laughs> amount of evidence for this. Which is any... <laughs> Uh, also, I still think it might be Triton, <laughs> but it's probably Boney. Also, he can change himself into an eagle whenever he wants. Oh. Just hasn't wanted to. <laughs> oh, prefers crab. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Be- between the two, definitely, definitely crab, right? <laughs> it has get the most that, perks. You get that scuttling action. <laughs> Is the eagle golden? Or has he not unlocked that yet? I don't think he's unlocked gold eagle yet he needs to do a few more competitive plays to get up the points i'm gonna google crab king real quick Uh uh-huh uh it is a seafood restaurant i don't think that's quite on brand um seem to be a lot of fires in crab kings across the nation is uh is that a statement by the one true crab king is, um, seems to be a, is there a crab arsonist? Arson is the answer. Seems to be a very flammable restaurant. <laughs> I don't think I would go eat at a Crab King if I were you. Not without your own fire extinguisher. Wouldn't that be uh, a fun thing to take for dinner? <laughs> With no explanation. King of crabs. Well, there is a king crab. That is a, yeah. that is a real species mm-hmm. of crab. There's a whole show dedicated to it, so I'm sure you're going to get a lot of... Uh, I just blanked on the name. Deadliest catch. King of crabs best. Nah, okay. Nothing. It's a dry vein. Alright, um... So after saying all this, he shakes himself and turns into a handsome prince. Just... Is it nighttime? Shakes? Yeah, it's nighttime. They just had their wedding. It's wedding nighttime. He shakes? Yeah, he shakes himself and turns into a handsome prince. Is it like a sexy dance? Probably. It is their wedding night. It's like a dog drying itself off. Yeah. Or is he just shivering? Is he vibrating? He pole dances and turns into handsome friends. <laughs> um, but in the morning, he had to crawl back into a shell. Well, 
Those are his Had bounds. to. Yeah. Bony said. Yep. You don't cross Bony. You don't. Unless you can turn into a church. <laughs> but church is not one of his abilities. It's strictly crab man and eagle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so this same ritual happens every day. And uh, the royal family grows a little surprised by how affectionate the princess is toward her crab husband. This was supposed to be a goof. We figured you'd give up on it like day three max. Uh, They suspected some secret was afoot, but all of their spying could not discover what it was. They're not very good at spying then. (laughs) We're going to spy everywhere except their bedroom. This is not a well-kept secret. Um, After about a year, the standard marriage time, Mm -hmm. the princess had a son. Yeah. All children in a marriage take exactly a year. And it was a horrifying monster. Um, She named the son Benjamin. Like you would. Yeah. How old is it? A baby. (laughs) At which end? It's it's baby (laughs) o'clock. It's it's infant son named Benjamin. Okay. Um, Does he have like one eye that sticks out? (laughs) As far as I'm aware, it's a completely normal human son. Are his fingers fused together into a claw? <laughs> completely normal human son. Is it reddish? 100% human. Does it sing in a Jamaican accent? Grade A human son. <laughs> Organic. Free oh, range. No. You know, as as friendly as that typically is... <laughs> I think I would be very, very disconcerted to hear that coming from my newborn infant son. <laughs> you want to kiss the girl? Oh. Um. <laughs> so and, I'm mostly imagining the Sebastian's mouth coming out on an infant. <laughs> the lip yeah. protruding from an infant? <laughs> yes. Uh, he grins up at you. <laughs> so despite the fact that her daughters had a, a 100% normal grade A human boy with a crab, her mother thinks this whole matter is very strange. Well. Not because of it, but despite it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the princess is continually asked if she wouldn't rather have a different husband. <laughs> you want to trade up, maybe. Because <laughs> husbands are like... I don't know, shoes or cars? Go on kingmingle.net. <laughs> Is that domain <laughs> Kingmingle? Not sure. <clears throat> can you can you cut out... Uh... There's a website for sea captains to date people. There has to be one for kings. How many kings are left in the world, do you think? Enough to date people. One just died. One has an Instagram. So, yeah, King was Abdullah, King Abdullah of Jordan, has an Instagram. The King of Thailand just died, so we're down a king. Did he have a replacement king? Uh, I'm not sure. Hope so. Need to. I'm sure. Out. I'm sure they'll sort something out. They have coups every other month. <laughs> Need to put out an advertisement. <laughs> I don't LinkedIn. know how much it matters. Oh man. Can you imagine going on LinkedIn and seeing the job king? Just king. <laughs> Opening. King Lockmark. of Thailand. All right. Uh, yeah, the princess no, says, nope, she's... Crab's fine. She's happy with the crab. Crab husband is great. So 
her her dad says, "Well, honey, I'm gonna appoint a tournament in your honor, and invite all the princes in the world to come fight in it. And if any of them pleases you, you can marry that one. Because bigamy doesn't count if we'll your first just, husband's a crab. We'll just give you a, a transfer of services. So that's the secret. If you want a harem, marry a crab first. That's the, that's the gateway. <laughs> yes. And that's the end of the story. So the princess goes back to her room and she tells the crab that this whole tournament thing's going to happen. Does he have to fight in it? He's a prince in the world. It'd have to be a knight tournament. Or he's going to fight as an eagle. Which is well, maybe not the worst idea. He duct tape some knives on there. <laughs> you can do it as a crab, you can do it as a bird. Does the bow and arrow contest count if he just carries the arrow over <laughs> and sticks and it in the sticks target? It in, the, in the bullseye. Maybe discouraged. Maybe if he starts as crab. I think, and yes. And launches as eagle. Actually, well, no. I never think, mind. I think it should be legal if it is also legal for the other contestants to persuade a woodland animal to do the same for them. <laughs> I was going to say that a crab is probably not terrible at archery, but it probably is. I mean, he's got with a, its claws. He's got a bunch of legs on there. Yeah, but it would probably snap the the string. <laughs> The bowstring. Yeah. The crab has a couple of disadvantages when it comes to archery. Snapping the bowstring is maybe like third down on the list. What's the first then? Uh, height. No. Tiny bow. Okay. Crab bow. Then power. Because you're not going to be able to get a lot. I don't know about that either. What kind of ableist tournament is this? Okay. No, 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 no. no. They don't. No, you brace. The wood part of the bow with the claws, right? Claws go out. Wood goes between them. All the rest of the legs pull back on the string. You have so much more power. What if humans had, like, four other arms? Well, humans would have hands at the ends of those arms and not just, like, points. He turns himself into a crossbow. Filled with disappointing amounts it's like, of meat. It's like when you shoot a bow by sticking your feet on the wood and Look, pulling back. Have you eaten crab legs? It's like a bullet. Have I? I'm yeah. sure I have at some point. Have you eaten crab? You've eaten crab legs. You live in New England. I don't eat crabs. Really? No. Okay, I might be kings. <laughs> I've eaten crab legs once, and there is not a lot of meat on those legs. No, it's, it's all muscle. All, yeah, I was going to say. That's what meat it's, is. It's pure diesel. <laughs> Meat is muscle. <laughs> There's not a lot of it. No, it's diesel fuel. Sloshing around. I don't know why I talk to you guys. The meat is just the juice part in the middle. Everything else is, is skeleton and, and horsepower. Anyway, so the crab knows about the tournament now. Gives the princess that same golden rod. I was about to say... That crabs are the horses of the sea, but I think that they have those. <laughs> I think that there's a specific thing that is the horse of the sea. <laughs> now that I think about it, I think so. Yep, it's dolphins. <laughs> I recall a Pokemon that's pretty close. Yeah. <clears throat> it, is, it is actually called Horsey, so. <laughs> I think that's a better candidate. Why aren't more animals called stuff like that? Why isn't there a sky horse? 
Yeah. Why is there horse and seahorse, but no skyhorse? Or do, were we just hoping that we would find something dope to deem a skyhorse? We just really we kept wanted... holding out on that until we named everything on the planet. Really wanted Pegasuses to be real. Yeah, we had to invent those though. Or did we? And did they just go extinct because they were so dope and rad that people... Killed them all? Yeah. <laughs> as, as we do. I ain't seen a fossil yet. Okay, so gets gives the princess the golden rod, tells her to go to a gate and knock on it with the rod, and a man will appear. Same one from before. And... He, he's <laughs> pissed that he has to do all these favors, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> And you need to ask him for the king's golden armor and steed and a silver apple and then bring them to me. <laughs> this guy's just like... The apple's just a snack. The the tailor. <laughs> to wear this king. He just keeps all his clothes. He's the butler. Yeah, who's bringing them to who? Uh, the princess is using the golden rod to summon that, that dude who... Mountain butler. Yeah, mountain butler. To bring him the stuff. Oh. So the princess has to carry all this shit. Except for probably the horse, which walks on right. its own. But why can't the horse carry the apple? I will eat it. It's dangerous. <laughs> Forgot about the golden rod. So she does all this, and the next evening the prince dressed himself for the tournament and warned his wife not to tell anyone that he's the crab, or some evil will come of it. That's that's vague. <laughs> I mean, why would she want to <clears throat> let that out? It is apparently a very closely guarded secret. And then he, he informs her that he's going to toss this apple to her at the beginning of the tournament. So it is a night tournament. Yeah. It's a bonfire tournament. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very conveniently one of those late night... Is there live music, too? Probably, yeah. All on loot. <laughs> Rock solos on loot. Um, and then he repeats, don't tell anyone who I am. So he's going to chuck an apple at her, but she better keep quiet about who he is. <laughs> So she goes to some kind of like lady window yep. for the tournament, <laughs> like where, where her mom and I guess her sisters are hanging out. Um, and he so one of those like cutout things that people stick their heads through. Sure. That makes her look like bustier. <laughs> this is your prize, gentlemen. Yep. <laughs> this cardboard woman. <laughs> That's basically all the women, right? <laughs> so she's in the lady window, and he rides by and throws this apple at her. How hard? <laughs> Not too hard. The fastball? She bounces it off her temple. <laughs> she catches it and takes it back to her room. She just, like, leaves the tournament yep. <laughs> before it starts. Uh, after some time, I guess after the actual friggin' tournament happens. Yeah, the writer that, didn't want to write that part. <laughs> that we don't see any of. I was actually kind of looking forward to that part. <laughs> Thanks, writer. Uh, the hus- her husband returns to her in their bedroom. So the king is confused that she's apparently not interested in any of the princes. Despite having said so before he proposed the tournament. Yeah. Uh, so his solution is another tournament. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just try it again. We get some different dudes out there. <clears throat> uh, so the princess gets the same... This direction. one is to be held inside her room. So she cannot help but watch it. Uh, the princess gets the same directions from Crab Husband, uh, but this time the apple she gets from the man is gold instead of silver. Yeah. And so the crab sees... That's 8,000 silver apple points. Yep. 
Crab sees this and he says, well, now I know you'll betray me today. <clears throat> what now? What? What? Wait, back up. <laughs> she gets a gold apple instead of the silver one. Did she request gold? I don't think so. From I think he who? Just, the, the guy. The mountain butler. Yeah, okay. He gives her a gold apple and the crab looks at it and says, well, now I know you'll betray <laughs> Smacks me. Smacks it out of her hands. Did the crab specify? I don't think he specified this time. Just, well, whose fault is that? The mountain butler's, because he gave her the wrong apple. There's no communication. Mountain butler's pulling the strings. Mountain butler is secretly going to work his way into this woman's bedroom. <laughs> uh, in spite of telling her that he knows she'll betray him, he feels the need to once again remind her not to. <laughs> don't do it! <laughs> So the evening tournament begins again. She's sitting at her lady window again. Prince rides by, chucks the apple at her, and her mom goes into a rage. She boxes her on the ear and shouts, Does even that prince not please you, you fool? Is it the crab again? Yeah, her mom's referring to the crab, but is beating on her daughter, who just got an apple from her. Yeah. Well, these tournaments are expensive. (laughs) She's wasting everybody's time. I don't know why they keep walking in circles. <laughs> Nothing has happened. Um, in her fear, the princess says, well, that's the crab. Not just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Gotta get me some that's of that apple re- boy. This <laughs> is quite the reveal. Um, so that's Masterful pacing. By whoever did this one. Now the mother is more angry because her daughter hadn't told this to her sooner. So she leaves the lady window for her daughter's bedroom. What? (laughs) Not her own? No. She stops up to that room. Is she gonna snoop? My daughter has the best screaming pillow. And the crab shell's in the floor. Hmm. So Uh she picks it up and throws it into the fire. Yep. That's what they do. Yep. The princess cries, and her husband doesn't return. I don't know if he, like, finished the tournament or whatever. <laughs> he could have... He might have just died in, in there. Wait, we don't know. He's not invincible. So, now we leave the princess for other persons in the story. Uh-huh. Says the story. It's about time to do that, I'd say. What? <laughs> that's Why? A, that's a line. That's Why? a line from the story. What point is there to these preambles? <laughs> that was all just backstory. <laughs> Did you notice that we were in a flashback this whole time? Oh. You didn't notice the slight vignette around the screen? Uh, you remember in The Return of the King mm-hmm. when Sam and Frodo are getting close to Mount Doom and then they just cut and they're like, hey, we're going to leave these people for now. Let's go watch some yahoos up in the north. What's going on at Tom Bombadil's? Remember that guy? Let's go visit with him again. What's he singing about? Here's eight hours of Tom Bombadil song time. Acoustic. With Tom Bombadil. (laughs) Acoustic Bombadil. (laughs) Bombadil unplugged. Bombadil's fireside. (laughs) Fireside songs. Camp songs for children. Bobadil Unplugged Volume 2. So now now say hello to our new 
Focus, which is an old man. Oh, God. My favorite kind of man. <laughs> who's hanging out by the river oh. to dip a crust of bread in it. No. Have we heard of this guy before? Nope. Then a dog, no. <laughs> then a dog comes out of the water. No. <laughs> what? I can't do this anymore. There's so many questions. What kind of student film bullshit is this? <laughs> Gordy's now melted into the chair. <laughs> this is like a Maya Darren movie. <laughs> the dog comes out of the water and steals the bread. Good. <laughs> anyway, back to the crab. <laughs> that was just a non sequitur. Where is this? Where is this segue going? That sounds. Why are we starting another plot line now? It sounds like confusing and bad Confucius wisdom. The dog steals the bread and runs off, and the man runs after the dog. Um. Oh crap! What was I? I can't oh, even see this anymore. It's Okay. Very avant-garde. Very quickly. The man chases him. The dog reaches a door. Just a, a door somewhere. Mm-hmm. He's and, late for a very important date. And pushes it open. I don't know if it's attached to a building or if it's just a friggin' door. Uh, the man follows him in and finds himself at the top of a staircase. And he wants... <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Why are we hearing about this? He walks down the staircase and sees a stately palace. Yep. I don't think he's, he doesn't see the interior of a palace. He sees the exterior because he goes into it mm-hmm. and then finds a hall set for 12 people. So he hides himself behind a big painting to see what will happen. <laughs> Does it have eye holes cut in it? You can watch like a Scooby Doo episode. Yeah. Do we cut away to someone else again now? At noon. Does this story just keep making up unresolved plots? At, at noon, a big noise startles him, and he sees twelve eagles fly in. And these eagles bathe themselves in a fountain, and while they're bathing, they turn into princes. Mm. Heard this before. And the princess sit down to dinner, and they're toasting the health to various family members. Like, it goes through each prince with their toast. Yep. I'll skip that for you. You're welcome. And the last and youngest prince toasts a complicated oath to his lady, which is like a long poem about his lost lady and how he hates the mom. And crabs. Okay, he's like, I, I love my lady and f*** her mom. <laughs> Screw that, screw that bitch. She's the worst. And then he breaks down into tears. No one comments on this. They just go back to the fountain and turn back into eagles and fly off. Yeah, it's dinner. Keep your shit on lockdown. This is not the time to vent your feelings. So the old man goes back to his home. Mm-hmm. While there, he hears a bit of news. That the princess is ill. And the only thing that makes her feel better is hearing stories. So he goes... That seems like an easy thing to do. He goes to the princess to ask for an audience so he can tell her a story. And she grants it and he tells her this story. You want to hear this kooky shit I did the other day? 
Money, please. So the princess asks him if he thinks he could find his way back to this palace. And he says, yeah, sure. And so she hires him as her guide. They go to the palace. They hide behind the same painting. The same shit happens with the eagles down to the very words of the toast. What? How is this painting situated that people can hide behind it? Is it just stuck it upright is, in the middle of the room? So it is a door that opens up. Yeah. You go down the stairs. To a subterranean palace. To Yeah, to a whole palace. You go inside. It's just a dining room with a painting in it. And yeah. a fountain for bathing. Uh, Eagle bathing. Are they naked princes? They have to be. Come out naked princes and sit naked at the dinner table and then nakedly share their feelings and then nakedly go turn back into eagles. How does your family eat dinner? Every night. (laughs) (laughs) Or every day. It's noon. It's noon when this happens. This is is lunch. They're having grilled cheese sandwiches and crying about women. It's just leftovers every day. So when the youngest starts crying... Uh, the princess jumps out from behind the portrait and hugs him. Uh-huh. Yeah. He recognizes her as his wife and says, Hey, remember how I told you you'd betray me? Looks like you, I was right. Points you, to me. You did it. Yep. But, 10,000 bronze points. But that's all in the past. Um, by the way, I'm enchanted for three more months. Will you just stay here with me for that time? Is he on a contract? Is he on probation? <laughs> Also, it's noon and he's a human. Who gave him a release date? Well, it's underground, so it's night. (laughs) Uh, So she agrees, and she sends that same old man to go tell her parents where she is and what she's going to do for the next three months. Uh, Crash at her boyfriend's place? (laughs) Yeah. Her parents are just about as pleased about this as yours would be if, as a teenager, you went to crash with your boyfriend for three months. I have so many questions about the whereabouts of so many characters right now. (laughs) Me too. Um, But the parents, in spite of being upset, don't do anything about it. So she spends three months in this palace, and then he stops being an eagle, and they go home together. And then they live happily, and they lived happily, and so the story says... We who hear the story are happier still. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a bold word, story. Thank you, Dave. Dave Helfrick. Thank you, Dave. Can we give points to Dave? (laughs) Dave Helfrick gets a billion points for being cruel and unusual. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for what you brought into my life this evening. But seriously, thanks, Dave. We had a lot of fun with this. I did anyway. 40, 40 might not recover. Okay, buddy. It's nice and cool in here. <laughs> Need to take 10. We'll get back to discussing this. Is that the end? That's the end. We're happier now. I have but two points of contention. Well, only two? <clears throat> well, I have a lot of points of contention. But I have two that I, for the love of God, someone please tell me the answer to. I'll do my best. I will award points to satisfactory answers. Question one, where did the dog go? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to interject and add the the reverse question, which is where did the dog come from? (laughs) Or was it always in the river waiting to fulfill its destiny? 
What if it was a ghost dog? It seems like some kind of phantom. Was it... Poltergeist pup. Is it just a scripting event? A what? Is it a scripting event? Like, if you get close to that river, then the dog comes out of it. It just triggers? Yeah, it triggers the quest. I guess so. Or, Or is it jank, and the dog's not supposed to be in the river... This is totally coincidental. Yeah. I like that explanation a lot more. <laughs> it's it's a glitch in the matrix <laughs> that uh, accidentally let this couple stay together when for the fate of the world they should have been broken up. Like if it if it's a if it's a thing that you're supposed to follow, most games will have it be like a line in the ground. Or, or a twinkly path that you follow along behind mm-hmm. that directs you. Maybe it's just a scripting error and it put dog animation <laughs> on the pathing. Yeah, I think that's as good an explanation as we're going to get. What's your other point of contention? Well, where'd the dog go? Did oh. it just cease to be? Because that was my question. So, so all, all of your problems <clears throat> with the story are dog related? No. My initial question was where did it go? Oh. Uh, Gordy added, where did it come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Did it you go just, into... You ever just put that track on, <laughs> like, in the course of your day? You ever just throw on Cotton Eye Joe? I can't say that I have. Does it Does it <laughs> help you in the, in the, in the I, dark times, I definitely Gordy? did it this week at work. Yeah? <laughs> just, just a little insight into, just need, into need, my day-to-day. Needed a bit of <laughs> folksy pep. Of the rednecks, spelled with an X. Yeah. What yeah. if the dog ran into the painting and just became that, part of it? That makes it's it is from a painting. World. Was it Wishbone? Yes, it was one hundred percent Wishbone. And he, think, and he got caught. I think it went home through the painting to its own universe. All right, you both get thirty bronze points. Awesome for that joint answer. Painted world dog. <laughs> Second point of contention, and this is a this is a, a multi-part question, I guess. What happened to their son Sebastian, uh, and who was caring for him <laughs> during the That's... tournaments and their time away from home? That is a hell of a loose end. That, that was going to be one of my major points of contention, kind of wrapped up into this whole family dynamic issue. So, like, let's talk about mom for a second. Sure, mom. I guess didn't have any say over marrying her daughter to a crab. Like, mm-hmm. that was totally dead. Dad wanted a fountain, so... Okay. <laughs> and dad gets a fountain. Um, so so mom sees her youngest daughter married off to a, a gilded crustacean. Mm-hmm. And is confused that her daughter's happy about this after some time. Her husband is apparently not shared or remembered that he initially suspected this guy to be a disguised prince. Because they don't bring that up as a suspicion for why she might be pretty well, a-okay did with Did he get tired of waiting? Is that why he held tournaments? <laughs> this guy's clearly not a prince. I goofed. <laughs> Started second, second guessing himself. I goofed and now I know way too much about my daughter's fetishes. <laughs> either, either that or unlikely but it, it should be put on the table. He is weirdly prescient Prescient or prescient? Prescient, surely, right? I think it's prescient. 
Yeah. Uh, and foresaw a lot of these events unfolding the way they did. Maybe it's his dog. <laughs> Maybe threw it in the river at exactly the right moment. It was like, uh, three days and 12 hours. He's going to be in the right spot. What's the current? 10 miles per hour? Get in there, Fido. Your country needs you. <laughs> Get in there, Fido. Your country needs you. <laughs> there has never been a <laughs> a more patriotic saying on this show, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think so. I think I think that one My my chest just swelled to hear that. While delightful is definitely a long shot given what we know about this king. It it is a long shot. But her family sees her happy, probably with an afterglow every morning coming down from crab chambers. Sure. Just cause those tiny little crab feet. Let's not let's not go further down that path. So her family's upset that the princess has crabs and is happy about it. And then she presents them with a normal human bouncing baby boy. They weren't upset when she became great with child, which I'm <laughs> sure she did at some point in the proceedings. But nor were they concerned about like the nature of the child that was going to come out of her. I'm sure they were and just weren't talking about it. <laughs> They're just too polite. This, neither of these families communicate very well. But, uh, they were they were taking bets on if that thing was going to be a monster. Like she has a normal kid, and her mom's response is not, "Oh, there's there's something going on here that would make this a normal human kid." It's probably fine. Yeah, it's all right. So normal kid. That's you know that's about what I expected out of Crab Union. But something suspicious is still happening. <laughs> <laughs> then we all ignore the kid. What? There, Who's going to marry Wait, a princess with a son? What were the flags that made them so suspicious? They knew he was a crab up front. The flags were that she was happy about it. She was A-OK with being married to the crab. What I we, guess. What, what we didn't hear about was how uh, this was all just a punishment for the daughter beforehand. Yeah, she sassed the king and he's like, fine, I'll I'm going to marry you to a crab. <laughs> I'm gonna get some sweet fountains out of it first. If if she put up a big fight before she knew, and then suddenly changed her song and and seemed very satisfied with her with her crab marriage, maybe that could arouse. I don't know about suspicion. Yeah, be, like like the king is that a already reason, is that a reason to suspect foul play? The king has already suspected that the crab is a prince in disguise. So that. So should just prove him right. He that should be evidence that he's on the right track. Yeah, and they should just be like, okay, our daughter's married, yay, achievement unlocked, and she's happy. Whoa, who gets that out of marriage? And then, but she has a kid, and her parents are like, do you want a different husband? Do you? What do they want? I mean. Not the parents. Not yeah. her happiness, obviously. Maybe. What the, are they after? Does the king they want have, new fountains? I mean, they they he's have. Trying to, <laughs> he's trying to double dip. They have an heir. They have other daughters. Like, yeah. The line of succession is pure. He's very good at singing. She's their youngest. The so youngest daughter. She's the youngest daughter. Oh well, then what does it matter? Yeah, they they shouldn't. Cause she's the youngest and a girl, so she's she, superfluous in this kingdom. Like she's she is not even 
She's not even top shelf property. She shouldn't be on the radar. <laughs> she has a kid, so she's not, like, virginal anymore, very clearly. So, and that's already going to, that's a barrier now in our more open-minded society to getting together with somebody. Like, if they've got a kid, that's a really big commitment you've got to think about. If you're a prince in a world where, like, waterfalls and oak windows have kingdoms... Well, you have your your pick. I mean, I guess that answers where he was during the tournament, which was locked away somewhere, so that the other princes would not know what they were committing to. Yeah. Toss an iron mask on that little shit and put him in a dungeon. <laughs> You're going into the... Hey, remember that giant wall we have in the front yard, Junior? <laughs> Why don't you climb up there? And then... She just goes and stays with the the guy for three months. And it fixes itself. Right. Kid's not there. Nope. I mean, I, I get that that explains another reason why the parents would be angry, because now <laughs> <laughs> they're saddled with the care and keeping of her... Infant grandchild. <laughs> yeah. Who she wanted. named Benjamin, the only name in this whole freaking story. No, she named it Sebastian. <laughs> it's... it's the only named character. I refuse to believe otherwise. Benjamin or Sebastian, it's still the only named character. In yeah, it. therefore the most important. <laughs> uh, Mountain Butler. He lives to serve. Sure does. Gordy? <laughs> yes? What's your problems? We never met the butler, right? Nope. Not, well, we saw him, but... But I mean, like, at the end, he never circled back around. Oh, no. He wasn't needed. To become a fixture no. You need um, to hit things with a golden rod to make him happy. He's not even in the mountain that they go I, in. Do you think... It's a I, different mountain. We never... Yeah, like, we never got any context for this crab prince. We don't know anything about his family. We don't know where the butler comes from. We don't know why or how or when he was cursed. There is a major continuity error in this. Oh. Is there... The crab, I'm sure that there's more than one. Right. Well, the crab refers to himself as a king. Yes. Like, he's the the king for this yeah. butler. That's not continuity. But he's a prince. That's, that's braggadocio. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Either that or the crab is lying. All right. Well, if we were to take the crab at his word, then there's a definite continuity error between the crab being a king with one butler and being a younger crybaby prince of a bunch of other brothers who are also eagles are they all cursed are they all crabs are there more (laughs) are there more crab princes out there what if what do they do while these two are crashing in the mountain do they just live their lives as eagles and then he's done being an eagle and they're like all right we're going to go do be they, eagles. Are the rest of them cursed? And do they get off at the same time? Were they all, like, eagle cursed at the same time, and then he got double cursed with the crab shell? <laughs> Cause those Cause, seem like two very different curses. Because during the day, at the end, he can become a prince. Yeah. Although, when he described himself before, it's like, I can just turn into an eagle whenever I want, which doesn't seem like a curse, that seems awesome. I want that curse. It's not like he was forced to be an eagle. He was forced to be a crab until the crab shell was burned up. And then for whatever reason that meant 
He couldn't hang out anymore. I just want to know why. <laughs> I want to know why he got cursed. What did he do to deserve it? Or did he deserve it? These brothers, mm-hmm. they are described as princes Yes. when they are bathing. We're assuming that they're nude. What makes them princes? They all have royal tattoos. <laughs> or birthmarks. They got branded? Yeah, all princes have a birthmark in the shape of a crown somewhere in case they have to go be shepherds for a little while and then <laughs> prove their royal lineage. And it's just part of the territory. It's kind of like how queen bees have different stuff going on. <laughs> sure. Why are fairy tale authors, storytellers, never satisfied with their main character? No. Yeah, we did go through quite a few of them in this. What we, happened to the old guy? We we started with a fisherman. He stopped mattering as soon as the princess happened. It reminds me of a, a big issue I had there. What the crap is the point of the apple? Like, what was the ruse that they were doing? What was the pl- was it? What was the plan I mean, there? Wouldn't she have recognized him? Yeah, she did. Even so, without the apple. Yeah, I mean, giving favors is That's a, thing, a thing, but they don't have to work out like a secret, <laughs> secret like, apple handshake. She's seen him. You know, yeah, she's she's seen him. She's was, had a kid with him. Wasn't she? He wearing special something? Special armor, which she had to cart. <laughs> yeah, so she she, she was also knows who he is intimately familiar with. She's one hundred percent aware of him, his horse. His clothes. His whole situation. And his apple. He gives her an apple and she goes and hides in a room. Doesn't stay for the tournament. Like, if if they had worked it out where she would pretend to fall for him, this would make any sense. Yeah. And, like, she could marry him as a human. Like, they could set up a honeypot. Right. (laughs) She could marry him as a human and then maybe come out. To the family for that. He doesn't warn her not to tell anyone before this tournament. She just doesn't. Like, for all we know, it was A-OK to blab about this until a tournament happened. Um, But she doesn't stay for the tournament. The fact that he's competing in the tournament doesn't matter at all, because it's not like he won. We don't know who won. We don't know what the point was. We don't know who competed. Was there a tournament? We don't know what they competed in. I was going to (laughs) say, we don't know what the tournament was. Rochambeau. If it was fighting or archery or horsies. Was it just a bunch of princes walking around in a carousel for her to look at? It's a catwalk. It's crumping. (laughs) (laughs) Crumping up and down the catwalk. So there was no sense to that ruse. There was even less sense to that ruse than to the fact that there was a tournament anyway when she was already married. What I can say for sure is that this, this, perhaps more than any other story, I don't know, I'll have to go back and check the tapes, but this story certainly earns the distinction of a senseless tale. <laughs> did it, did you guys glean a moral out of any of that? No. No. Or, like, even the hinting of one? No. No, eventually your problems solve themselves. If you wait them out, like... The great evil that befell them when she told her mom who it was was that he had to go hang out with his brothers for a while. I don't... I cannot think of a person in any context 
who would hear this story and then say, thank you for telling me that. <laughs> I'm happier I heard it. <laughs> I am, I, you're right, storyteller. I'm a happier person now. I mean, I guess that's the moral. In as much as there is one, because, like, the, what, the princess got healed by hearing this old dude's story about a she dog? She didn't. She didn't get healed by that. She got intel about where her dude was. <laughs> but that, that was how it was framed, right? Like well, she, she was feeling sick, and the only thing that made her feel yeah. better was people telling her stories. Yeah. Kind of like when you get a breakup, and the only thing that makes you feel better is watching movies and eating ice cream. <laughs> yeah. And so maybe the maybe this is just all these events were fabricated just for that. And at the end, the guy's like, "Hey, aren't you happy that I told you this one? Don't you feel less like you're dying now?" Orange, you glad I didn't say banana? <laughs> it's just a pat on the back from this writer to himself. <laughs> That's the moral. The moral is this guy thinks he did a good job, but he's wrong. <laughs> We went through a lot of story types in this, too. Because it starts out as kind of the fisherman and his wife, where you, know, yeah. you catch a special fish thing. Um, then it very quickly turned into Snake Boys, like almost immediately after. where Snake Boys. There's a specific Snake Boy story where a snake shows up and then becomes your child the and then tells you the difference. The one that was hiding in a log? It was also simultaneously Golden Gizzard, Golden Goose. So it was a Golden Goose Snake Boy for a little while. And then we get into Hans My Hedgehog, East of the Sun, West of the Moon territory. Twelve children. And then we get into yeah. the twelve wild geese or ducks or whatever. Yeah. This was a lot of stupid stories crammed into one that doesn't make any sense. I feel like there are more Arn Thompson types to this than... What we listed. Than the, the one that's attributed. This was dumb. Yeah. Thanks, Just Dave. Destroy your computer. <laughs> your account that was that was definitely a senseless tale and definitely right up our alley yeah you got that part right our alley is a dark alley that no one should venture down but it was right up it points allocation time so so thank you dave dave wins who gets points points. all of them go to dave and do a round it well that's all of them i mean you guys get other points but they're they're like alternate universe can i give points sure 50,000 gold points to Sebastian because he has a rough life and a beautiful voice. <laughs> Good luck, kiddo. <laughs> no one likes you. They should watch out for evidence of Sebastian in another story. Oh, just remember that his name's actually Benjamin, so if we find a King Benjamin, well, we whatever. can assume it was this kid. The he's the only past. one with the name in the whole story. Why? What else you got? Well, I refuse to cast this in a film. Yeah, this because this is the first time that I do not believe that this should be a film or I anything. I don't think we can fix it. We didn't even try to fix it. Mm-hmm. We mostly just complained. No, you oh. fix it by eradicating it. <laughs> uh huh. This is. Uh huh. This is an uh, an unintelligible child's scribble that you hang on the refrigerator for like a couple days. And then say that the dog ate it. So that the kid doesn't feel bad that you destroyed it. You slather it in peanut butter. Do you think this was, um... 
whoever was putting this fairy tale volume together had like a friend who was really trying his hardest. <laughs> I got a great one for you. And he just he just needed a win. He needed some validation. And it got uh got included in the manuscript when and maybe not for its merits. <laughs> I got a great story for you. The fuck are you talking about? This is just eight stories that you stitched together. <laughs> ah, my story's great. It's got a golden crab in it. Totally fresh. Brand new. Okay. Just in time for Halloween, we present to you the Frankenstein's monster <laughs> stories. Burn it with fire. <laughs> it took the draggled corpses of... Uh, Alright, Dave. Thank you. We do really appreciate it. We might sound tired and sad, <laughs> but we did appreciate this tale. And if anyone else would like to torment us with tales of a similar ilk, just uh, send us an email at wtfolklore at gmail.com with your, your tale title, source if you have a specific one. Or maybe don't. <laughs> Maybe sit on it for a while. Maybe learn from other people's examples. <laughs> if you have to send it in, I guess you can do it, but... I mean, if it's long enough, I'll read it. Maybe do your own, like, Red red Lion Pass. There's a lot of good books out there, too. Maybe read some of those. Send us something with pictures. That's <laughs> great for an audio medium. <laughs> Are we getting spooky next week? Gonna try. We should. All right. Look forward to that. Getting spooky. Spook lore. Back for one episode. Yeah. These tales are a lot dumber than they are spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Do we have a spooky one lined up? I have a few options. A lot of them are very short, so we might do an anthology style episode, or if I find a longer one that works, we'll do that. Lightning round. But like a Tesla coil. Alright, we're done. We're what the folklore, and that's how that works. Happily ever after. happily ever after. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have any feedback for us, you can leave it either by Gmail or Facebook. Our Gmail account is wtfolklore at gmail.com, and our Facebook page can be found at facebook.com slash wtfolklore. Feel free to send in stories if you have any particularly odd pieces of folklore or mythology that you would like to hear us talk about. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales.